That's never really kind of made sense as a lyric for me. Sell their kids for food. Um, which um, I don't even think is the right lyric, is it, for Nirvana? Hold on, let me look real quick. I've sang it like that in my whole uh, life. In bloom, yeah, sell their kids for food. Weather changes mood. Who sells their kids for food? What are we doing? Or is that some sort of Kurt Cobain deep thought whenever it comes to It the has to be some kind of deep thought, I would imagine. Josh is back, so we're happy about it. Things continue to be a bit of a struggle for our man Chris Goddard up today. Uh, he is down four through six holes. Man. Yeah, he is on the struggle bus. But things are looking good everywhere else. Patrick Welch and Logan McAllister are even in their matches. Uh, Welch through eight, McAllister through five. Meanwhile, Drew Goodman is three up through or up three through seven, and Stephen Campbell Jr. is up three, uh, up one through three. This is gosh. If I'm looking through this, I guess. Both the OU and Arizona State match in the Minsk Golf Championship match play and the UNC Pepperdine about in the same spot. So as far as advanced and where they Vanderbilt are. on top of Texas Tech right now. Oklahoma State leading Texas. All square. North Carolina Pepperdine. You know, Toby brought it up. It's tough because you're looking at you're looking at playing a team on a what he felt like was their home course. That ain't cool. <laughs> You're having to deal with playing a an Arizona State squad that's getting to play on their home course. They know all the nooks and crannies. But it's not like this is your first round out there. They've played three rounds, so they should be pretty comfortable with the Greyhawk and its layout. Today's a fun day, man. Today and tomorrow are two great days for men's golf. I And I know Toby will have Ryan Hibble on tomorrow morning and some of my favorite conversations. Ryan Hibble is one of those guys, it's total dude, to where – you might not talk to him for most of the season, and then all of a sudden you look up and it's like, hey, what's going on? And it's like you you finally talk to him after not maybe having in-depth conversations all year long, and it's like you never skip the beat. It's like your buddy in high school that you haven't talked to in 10 years, but all of a sudden you sit down and you catch up, and it's like you it's like you never skip the beat in your relationship. Been hanging out right, every time. day since. Whole time. All right, I promised him Patty Gasso here. Are we okay to play this? Let's roll. Um, I don't know. Is everything okay in the front of this? Uh, uh, do you might, want me to check real quick? I double check it. I think that – I don't know if it was true. I didn't really edit it. I just got the raw audio and wanted to share it with you guys today. So after the game was over on Saturday, we had a preview show that we taped that will air at some point over the next few days. Now, I don't know if you get this full interview, but this is the non-unedited version of it. So – after beating Central Florida, UCF, and advancing to their sixth straight Women's College World Series, I, me, your boy, had a chance to sit down with Patty Gasso. For the sixth straight season, Oklahoma's heading back to the Women's College World Series on the field post-game with Patty Gasso. Coach, congratulations. What a moment, right? <laughs> it never gets old. I'm no, really, really excited about the way this team played for the last two weeks. Since since the Big 12 tournament, this team has really elevated their game and has been pitching well. Deep, all three phases of our game have been outstanding. There's moments where 
and, and I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I get to go on every trip with you where you stop and you're like, I feel like it was just yesterday. We were in L.A. starting the season, or I guess in that case, Santa Barbara. But I would imagine for you there's also moments where it's like, that seemed like that was years ago. Yeah, it seems like it's years ago. I'm glad you're at, like you're stress-free and you're feeling like it was yesterday. But the season has been, um, it's been long. It's been wearing, um, especially living in the place that we're living and expectations and you know what if how come why aren't you you know and it's losing two games ain't too bad but um i've been really proud of this team and how they've handled a lot of the noise that's well, been out there so about what happened in those two games no, i'm just kidding but that's the <laughs> you're you're it you're that you're that fan don't do that no but 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 the base that that's wild because and it's a credit to you the baseline expectation is a world series berth I mean, part of you has got to have such immense pride in that, but that is that championship mindset, man. It's tough to have it's all season. It's tough long. to have all season. It's tough to get your team to play like that all season. And I, there is pride in the expectation, but we're people, and people forget that. They think we're living in another world <laughs> where, you know, nothing bothers us or, you know, it, we have no feelings. We just go out like robots. This team has gone through some emotions without question. Um, and we I think we've done a pretty good job of talking them out and just making sure that everybody is the best they can enjoying what we're doing. The, the what Of the many great lessons in being your play-by-play guy since 16 that I feel like I've taken is that the joy is in the journey. But as you said, there's been some hiccups in this journey. Um, one of them hit right before the postseason started. How about the way your pitchers have responded to not having – the ace out there and yeah, seeing Jim Roach get it's ready. It's been tremendous. And today, I don't know if anybody even noticed, but our team had like Jordy Ball eye black going Saw on. That. And I thought, you guys are awesome. It was just a nice tribute to Jordy. Um, but at the same time, just seeing Nicole, May, and Hope lead this team to this point really has me excited about what's going on, uh, what we have going on forward. You know, you mentioned, let's talk about Nicole May and Hope real quick before we get to your hitters. Hope Troutwine said in our post game yesterday, I used to sit and watch these postseason games, and now I'm a part of it, and her family is here. And then she elevates and finds a different level. How fun has that been to see? It's been great. The one thing that Hope, we got to keep Hope from, is just thinking about what she's doing. If we could just keep her focused on, you know, because every once in a while she'll have a little hiccup, and it's because maybe she's going back and thinking about the pitch she just threw. But she has come so far from her time at North Texas. Um, no disrespect there at all. Right. It's just a different program with a different way of doing things. And she's learned so much about pitching, uh, setting up hitters, uh, developing a changeup. Uh, she's done just hardworking, done a great job with a great attitude. She is that team mom constant smile just wonderful to be around and then nicole may is one of those people that you know she almost seems emotionless at times <laughs> but when she gets fired up it seems like it brings up everyone when she gets fired up somebody snaps a picture and i see it on social media and i'm like i didn't even know she could look like that <laughs> so when she wants to and she's feeling it she lets it loose but otherwise she is very uh, calm and very neutral and very balanced. It doesn't get too high, doesn't let a home run. I mean, a ball got hit out. She came back and got two strikeouts, I think, right after or whatever it was. So um, nothing really rattles her much. And she's been through the fire last year. 
a lot. And uh, to see what she's doing for us right now, it's just really exciting. Speaking of exciting, Jocelyn Allo in one of her final at-bats here at Maruta Heinz Field hits one out of the stadium. Um, <laughs> she's setting a mark that's probably never going to be matched for home runs, but she's hitting over 500. Just her continual growth as a player with all the expectations, cover of ESPN, the magazine this past week, and she still continues to excel. She's um, She's got a good head on her shoulders, and she's come a long way. I, I can tell you I don't know that I've been more proud of a young lady in our program from where she has started to where she is now is just indescribable. And she's really turned into a woman. She's a good team player. She's a good teammate in the dugout where, you know, the queen could sit at the end of the dugout and wait for her time to bat if she wanted to and nobody would say a thing. But she is talking to the team. She's totally engaged in it, um, yelling at the dugout to be louder, you know, things like that. Uh, just that it's been such a pleasure and such a wonderful journey to be just on the sidelines watching her grow through this it's fun it's fun yeah. she's immersed herself in it all and then speaking of the super seniors there's Taylor snow who as you've joked about said no to you out of high school but she never ne never gave up she ends up back here and is a starting first baseman obviously we talk about hope we've seen what she could do Jana Johns has been a great third baseman for you but just in talking about the players who played their final game here today there's not many three-time captains in any sport. No, gosh. And Lindsay Elam. She's wow. Gonna, she's crushing my heart as the time starts to <laughs> tick down because she has just been money. And just the leader, the captain, I could trust her. She says what she has to say, doesn't care what people think. She's not trying to be liked or popular. She's just very level-headed. Uh, I really hope she goes into coaching. Jana Johns has been a hard-working third baseman with real clutch this weekend as well. So I love what they're doing at Neener, great at first, and all of them contributing big. One of my favorite traditions is taking down the panel on the wall. <laughs> but the coolest moment happened when I saw Champ, man. Your, your grandson is yeah. like running right into yeah. the middle of it. Yeah. And just to see that tradition, it's got to be cool to be a part of. Very, very cool. And I was worried that they weren't going to be able to get it <laughs> off but I will share something with you, Plank. Okay. Um, JT made an announcement to the team and said, told them what, what they're having. They're having a, a baby, but I don't think, oh. I, I don't know, I'm supposed okay. to say it out loud. Right. But they, JT said a certain name would be the name, the middle name of the baby, if we win the national championship, which is why Champ is has champ. his name. So if we win it all, this team will be responsible for naming a kid. And that is something they are fired up over. So, Another grandson, our granddaughter, we don't I, know. I'm not going to tell we, you. I don't say, think I'm supposed to. But since, since you mentioned JT and Coach Rocha, um, I like to talk about the staff because I just, not, not just your coaches, but, you know, Sid's been here for a while now. You see, you mentioned Hope Troutwine, but you sparked something in Shannon Sale where she's a, a, a coach now. Uh, coach Z coming over and not even knowing what her future is. This, and from Jake and Dane and everyone, yeah. this is a pretty good staff. It is. They're very committed. They're very uh, detailed. Z is, uh, Kristen Zaleski left, left a full-time head coaching position to come be a volunteer and has made, uh, done wonders for us. 
follow Sid, follow back. Mm -hmm. Sid, Shannon going into coaching. I'm really excited about that. Everybody pitches in. Everybody does their job from Dane, getting these guys strong. Patrick doing all your social media. Jake getting all the equipment together. There's so many of them. I I don't know that I could mention them all. And we didn't even mention Jackie. I mean, oh my god! I'm gosh. gonna be in trouble for I mean, her. She's my right arm and my left arm, so yeah, I'm very, very fortunate, but very blessed. Then to pigeonhole that too, Jen Rocha, to see the challenge of you know last year, G. Warriors didn't pitch in this super regional, right? And then she was the most outstanding player of the Women's College World Series. You know, you, I mean, to see what she's done with these pitchers since she came here has got to be pretty special. I am. I gosh, I can't even tell you how honored I am that she's on the staff it was a hard get and when she came here I was kind of in disbelief like really (laughs) you really want to do this Uh, so I I could tell you that in my mind she's the best pitching coach in the country she gets the most out of our pitchers and her style is very connected it's very very connectable that this pitching staff is very tight they've become their own team within a team and she's a leader of that. She's, she works diligently to make them the best they can be. So final one, Coach. Yep. We're gassing up the bus. Yep. We're heading up I-35. Yes. We're going to take exit 132A. Yes, sir. Nothing new, but what's kind of the keys here early in the week in managing and getting ready for this massive, massive opportunity? Rest, uh, focus, uh, recovery, um, hard work on the field, and just the freedom to be you and play free, swing free. Let's go have a blast. Championship mindset. Yes, sir. That's what it's all about. Yes. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you. That's Patty Gasso. That's Patty Gasso. She's awesome. We, I told her, I think I said it in the interview. I, I ran, I needed to get some card stock paper. Very important moment here in my World Series preparation. But that term, the joy is in the journey. And I, I know that. This is a Captain Obvious thing, but when you travel with a team that is gone as much as softball and baseball is, and, and maybe softball more than any other sport, you get to come for the fun if you're the radio guy. <laughs> I show up, and I get to go on the trips. I get to ride on the plane. I get to have the meals. I get to go when it's good times. So when I'm like, dude, this season has flown by. For me, it has because I, I'm, I'm at the games. But when you're grinding day in, day out, minute in, minute out, it can seem like an eternity. And, you know, I, I, have, I have two daughters. I have a three-year-old. Hold on, what am I saying? I have an eight-year-old. Oh, my gosh, time flies. I have an eight-year-old and a 13-year-old. And do you know what I've noticed about having two daughters, Josh? What have you noticed? They fight a lot. No way. A lot. And I mean, and they're separated by five years. Um, so when you're around, and because they're around each other all the time, right? And when you're around someone all the time, uh, you can grow weary of being around them. <laughs> but this team doesn't. This team doesn't do that. This team doesn't. They don't have, at least that I see, the same problems that I do with my eight and thirteen year old, where they're at each other. Less infighting. There's less infighting here. But I get the fun. And I get to I made the joke, gosh, someone still got triggered about it. Darn Fury stories about Disneyland dad. I'm the Disneyland dad, right? I get to show up. It's like fun times. Hey, you guys you guys wanna do an interview real quick? Let's do an interview. Let's have some fun. 
Meanwhile, they've got to then go hit the ice bath, hit the recovery, hit the cages, hit film study. I'm sitting in my room watching forensic files and probably, I don't know, grabbing snacks. The grind is, the joy is in the journey, but that grind is legit. And I'm excited to see what they have this week. And it leads up to this. This is a place like Oklahoma, defending national champion, number one overall seed again. This is what the grind is for, is getting to this point to go defend that championship and hopefully to add another set of rings and a trophy to the trophy case. Do you know what? I got to say something. It's you, You're coming in as not just a favorite, as a ridiculously I – don't, I don't look at odds. I, I'm sure there's softball odds somewhere out there. But they've got to be like secretariat in the Kentucky Derby kind of odds, right? I mean, this has to be ridiculous. Yeah, they, they're probably – Probably minus money instead of plus money. <laughs> right. Listen, if you if you pick Oklahoma to win and they win, you have to pay us more money. Like, I'm putting $100 on Oklahoma to win the World Series. Yeah, they won the World Series. Right, you owe us 100 more um, because they won. They're, they're probably – Or you won a dollar. Probably like minus 250, something like that. But the point is, that's a heavy expectation. But they've been playing with it all year long. It's nothing new. Dude, my favorite part of the game. Now, did you get to watch on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I got okay, to watch. Okay, okay, I didn't know if you were. I mean, sometimes whenever I'm on vacation, I don't watch a lot of sports. Not my choice. But. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I mean, my idea of a vacation is going to a sporting event, but I don't have those same shared values with my family right now. In fact, we were talking. They were like, so what do you want to do this summer? I'm like, ooh, why don't we go like to um. A Rockies game. Let's go to Denver. Like, what? Are you nuts? Like, oh, what? Okay. But. Just take the tram right on over there. Right Right from the airport. But I thought the Jada Coleman walk in the, it was either the fifth or the sixth inning, was one of the coolest moments I've ever seen. Because you don't see that very much in, in women's sports. You just don't. And. When when a pitcher is kind of mocking a hitter and then, you know, talking a little trash and you walk and you let her know about it while you're going down that first baseline, you just don't see that very much in this sport. And I love it. And then the, the girl at first base is kind of being a little – when an umpire has to go to tell someone, hey, settle down, <laughs> just calm down a little bit, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but that's Jada, and I hope she never changes. Tyler just tweeted out the fact that it was three years ago today that we had Bedlam in the Women's College World Series. Gosh, that seems wild. That was three years ago. Seeing all these highlights of it. I remember we went uh, post-game. Samantha Shaw was taken out of the game, I thought, a little bit early. And I remember I asked Coach about it. I'm like, were you surprised to see that they took Shaw out when they did? And she goes, nope. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, hey, quick break. When we come back on the Plank Show, uh, let's get your calls, 405-329-9000. Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. This is the home of Sooner fans. Listen, Golf Channel, let's go. Let's go. Let's get to this match. Yeah, all things, right? things are not going well. We need to flip the mojo here. Okay, so I just updated. What do you have? I had Arizona State leading. 
Okay. Now two one two. Now refresh it. Oh yes. <laughs> now I've got Oklahoma two one two. That's what I'm saying. This is awesome. Patrick Welch up one through ten on Anderson. Drew Goodman up two through nine on Bolster. Uh, Chris Goddard up continues to struggle as we approach the turn. He's down five through eight. McAllister got it back all square. <laughs> yeah, you feel Campbell's like all square with Sisk too. Following this team all season long, you feel like. It's not going to be a good day for Oklahoma if they're three big guns. Goodman, Goddard, McAllister. You need to get two of those three every single time you're you're out going and playing match play. And then from that point, you're just looking for one of the other two from Welch or Campbell. That's right. And I'm not totally ruling it out. You know, Goddard's down five, so he needs to get going in a serious, serious hurry. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could do that. It's not looking good. Not looking good. But Yeah, he is. He's had a bit of a tough day. But the good news is Oklahoma holds on to a uh, a tight lead. It is every – well, outside of Texas Tech, who's rolling Vanderbilt right now. Yeah, but they're only they're, up one in yeah. the three that they're leading. Yeah, they're – they're very early. Every single one of these matches are very tight right now. So if Oklahoma were to advance, they would square off against the winner of North Carolina and Pepperdine later on this evening, which is also uh, two two and one right now. That's fun, man. I I'll tell you what. If there was ever a an event that TV does it justice, this is one of those. If they do a really good job, the golf. I guess it's NBC golf whatever how they phrase it now because it's not it's still the golf channel but it's under the nbc and the peacock umbrella so it's well done man it's yeah. really well done when, when they decide they're gonna start broadcasting let's, it's really but, good but let's take it live let's take it live jeez sitting here tired of waiting um i wonder why they do wait i, I heard toby talking a little bit about that this morning that and he's right even just having gone to the pga championship the undertaking that it is to follow all of the golf right. is a lot. But then to staff the camera, men and women, to, to have all of that, to have, I mean, the, the broadcasters and the pr- production folks swapping in between shots and having a good idea of which shots they need to be following and, you know, switching to at that particular moment. I, I certainly understand the gravity of the type of undertaking to broadcast an event like that. But, I mean, come on, everybody's already out there. Just broadcast the whole thing. I mean, wh- why not? I couldn't help. That extra two or three hours cost too much? I mean, come on, get yeah, out of here. I mean, you're already there. Maybe it's maybe it's overtime or something. Maybe the Golf Channel just is – or maybe they feel like, let's just wait until these things really get going. But I mean, we've got this really good coverage from yesterday. We need to re-air now. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, I'm sorry. I need Goddard up to get a hole here. I need him to get back in this thing because if he can get down four through the front nine, I think he's got a chance. But not not going. This is where I need TV. Let's go, people. Our Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. This is good from the 817. You think Goddard is still shook up from yesterday? He didn't seem to be too shook up about it, but you can't help but wonder if it resonates, right? Sure, yeah. 
Yeah, you you do because he's not off to a great start today. What do the scorecards look like, though? I mean, it might just be that Summerhays is on fire. Let's- I was trying to look at that a little bit, but I, I won't lie to you. My interest just completely and totally waned. Uh, not really. Yeah, it looks like it's just been – Catterup's got a couple bogues on there. Mm-hmm. Three of struggling. them, as a matter of fact. Four. My gosh, four bogeys. Yeah, and that's that's the the match right now, right? That's the match. The four bogeys that he has in that front nine. Yeah, so there probably is a little bit of a hangover factor going on there, and just not having a good round, which can happen. Um, oh, I almost wrecked. <laughs> I almost wrecked my coffee. My my leftist tears mugs almost spilled coffee all over the table. Um, OU softball odds to win the 2022 Women's College World Series. This is from the 405. OU softball is minus 170. Bet $170 to win 100 to win the 2022 Women's College World Series. According to the DraftKings Sportsbook as of 7 a.m. Central Time on Friday, May 20th. And see, I think those odds have, I mean, they, they ought to be a heavier favorite now based on the fact that, of course, they're in the Women's College World Series and just the list of teams that have been ousted from this thing. So that would have been Florida State at that point gone, right? Arkansas at that point gone. Tennessee, Alabama at that point. Virginia Tech wasn't out yet, though. No, Vatech wasn't out. But, okay, so removing Virginia Tech alone, I think, really enhances Oklahoma's odds. It's like I said, I'm minus 250 was what I ballparked it at. Okay, here's a here's just a general question for you. And I don't have, so I'll do this. My biggest surprise that they're not here is is Vatek. And I base that on how they handled Florida in game 1 and having the pitching that I felt like they did. Now, again, that's a little bit unfair, too, because they did advance to the Super Regional. And now, watching what Arizona just did at Mississippi State in the Super Regional, I might even stop and say how how Florida State didn't get past that is mind-boggling to me. But where would you put your biggest surprise on a team that you thought would be here that isn't? Florida State. Yeah, that's fair, too. It's those three, though. Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Arkansas are the big, big surprise. I mean... Arkansas, the the way that they were playing in the SEC tournament, I, I mean, I thought that they were a legitimate threat to Oklahoma in the Women's College World Series. They don't clearly make it. Texas is a surprise to, you know, come out of that Super Regional. So, crazy. Tennessee and Alabama, I know other people thought Tennessee and Alabama were teams to kind sure. of keep an eye on. That's why I think the reseeding conversation is interesting. If you just go based on how the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee put it together, uh-huh. it, it would break down like this. Oklahoma, then UCLA, then Oklahoma State, then Northwestern, and then Florida. And then you get into the – they were not one of the top 16 teams. And I just kind of – you can correct me if you think this is wrong. Texas, just in according to the polls, would be next after Florida – and then uh, Arizona, Oregon State. I don't know what you'd do there. That's a great question. I don't know. Hey, you know that the Texas win, we haven't talked about it enough. That's going to Fayetteville and doing what they did 
And they didn't throw Dulcini on Saturday in the second game. That was that was pretty big time, man. Hey, I'll tell you what, Texas is a problem. I there's a part of me that probably would rather see UCLA over Texas, but I know this much. I know this much. Oklahoma really wants another shot at Dulcini. Oh, I'm sure they do. They, I can tell you that from the moment that we got um, uh, b- being around them a little bit in Kansas and just reading some tea leaves, those hitters wouldn't mind another opportunity at Dulcini. Uh, one more quick one, then we'll break and I'll get to your calls. 405-329-9000. Um, a, a lot of this is a softball related. There's a good football taken here that I want to get to. Do you know – what was being said that made Jada so fired up? I do not. I, um, there was a lot of, okay, this is, I'm going to, the phone's here if any of y'all are listening and want to text, and I will keep y'all synonymous, anonymous, mononymous, whatever you want to be. I felt like UCF grinched and moaned a lot. I felt like as the game went on, um, a, a coach that seemed to take things pretty well on Friday suddenly was trying to do anything to get her team fired up, and it just became, in my opinion, right? And, and maybe I'm looking at this as a know you broadcaster in this position, right? I'm there, and I'm like, just go, go. What do you? She brought in a pitcher, Josh, on Saturday who hadn't pitched since April 23rd. I, I'm literally texting people. I'm like, is this real? Are these stats not updated? What's going on here? It's like. What, what do you? I had done no prep on this girl because I didn't think there was any way she would pitch if you haven't pitched in a month. And suddenly she's in the game like, whoa, well, here's a fifth pitcher that's thrown five times this year. And then their pitchers are taking a really long time. They're complaining. We're all complaining about the strikes, and it was terrible through two games. But I just think it was a culmination of a lot of things mm-hmm. that happened. And she got up 0-2 and was kind of talking a little bit in that count. Or at least one, two, something of that nature. And Jada's always fired up. I mean, always. Yeah, have you been following the at OU underscore softball Twitter account? Keep uh, you up to date on that. One more quick one before we break. Fort Cobb Sooner writes, if the Sooners play in the World Series like they have in the regionals, I don't think anyone can touch them. Yeah, and they've done it without their best pitcher. I think Tyler tweeted, worst case scenario for the rest of the college softball. It's a good point to see them do what they've done without Jordy Ball. All right, your call's next. It's the Plank Show. Drew Goodman starting to separate, baby. Three up through ten as we're following the men's golf match play. Sooners as a team are two, one, and two, which means they're leading in two matches, they're down in one, and they're even in two. And three, four of the five are on the back nine. Need those. Um, I'm worried about Goddard up here, dude. Need those diamond hands. I'm worried about Goddard up. See if he can't. Well, he's got to hustle here because, let's see. Yeah, I think it's about time to chalk that one up as you're, I not, mean, he's, you're not getting that yeah, one. Yeah, he's four holes away from this bad boy being over. Um, but Drew Goodman, three up through ten. Logan McAllister, one up through nine. Uh, Preston Summerhays is all over Goddard up right now, five up through nine. Uh, and then Patrick Welch and Stephen Campbell are even in their matches with Mason Anderson and Cameron Sisk. So that's where we are. And both have led at different stages, but all square 
All square, baby. All square. All right. Um, I was going to get to I, – I don't know why during the break I started – panicking about the top five stories of the day we'll get to that at 11 a.m yes we have time we got time we got time in the meantime let's get to the phones true sooner is first in today what's going on true how are you man how are you how are we going man i'm following Hello. i'm following golf like it's a uh like it's a football game right now this let's really go. is one of the it's turned into an annual tradition what coach hibble has built at oklahoma and really a statewide tradition because of what Oklahoma State historically has been. Texas has been frequently in there. I mean, it's the Big 12's got half the field in this match play portion. It's kind of crazy. It's fun, though. So, so, so is the ESPN their first take, right? They're either – it's either awfully slow sports for them right now or they've just discovered softball because they're griping about the fact that the World Series is in Oklahoma City every year. Somebody needs to let them know that – there's no other facility in the country like this one for softball, and it's centrally located, and this thing's been here for 135 years. Yeah, no one seemed to complain uh, about that in 2019 or in 2015, 14. I mean, it's just – it's a very convenient argument, and I think it also is compounded by the fact that Oklahoma is really, really good. What if, I mean, is yeah. it going to be the same thing for Oklahoma State? Are they going to say the no. same thing for the Cowgirls on Thursday night? Because there's going to be a lot of Oklahoma State fans there, too. So, I, I mean, listen, I get it, True. I completely understand. If we had to go every year to, um, to, to Los Angeles for the Women's College World Series and it was played in a facility where there were all UCLA fans there, we'd be bent. But wow. it's also – it's just – it's kind of lazy. I mean, it's almost as if you had one dude who's a producer that watched two seconds this weekend and said, there are tournaments in Oklahoma. Let's complain about it. And it's just there's so many other great things going on in this sport. Nobody will be bent out of shape over Oklahoma State in that regard until they break through and win a national championship. Win right. a national championship and they'll get the same treatment Oklahoma's getting. Well, it's also college sports. I mean, how long, how many, how many years has a Big Twelve basketball tournament or Big Eight tournament, whatever, been held in Kansas City? I mean, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. You know, in college sports, I mean, that, you know, it, it, the World Series, you know, the Men's World Series, and in baseball, you know, how, you know, it's been, it's been in Omaha. I guess if Nebraska got good, it wouldn't be fair. All Which, you know, um, they they were at one point in time. With uh, those Alex Gordon teams, they, they were great. And guess what? They went to Omaha and they flamed out. So, <laughs> and it was I mean, hey, it was a sellout, packed out Nebraska crowd, and they couldn't get it done. Okay, so I got a question for you, Plank. So put your Joe Castiglione hat on. Okay. Okay. You, he gets the call that Gasso Patty retires uh, tomorrow. Right. This is all hypothetical. Okay. Is Rocha your person that you go to talk to first, or is is JT Gasso? I know I'm putting you in. A, I'm, I know I'm putting you in a in a tight spot there. But I, I and I and I and I've heard the rumblings that JT is the is the next one and everything. But I mean, what Rocha's doing is pretty incredible. I mean, and you're going to lose one of them, right? Uh, if, maybe, maybe not. I mean, J- JT's still really young. I mean, he's yeah. yeah. He's still a young dude. I mean, is my is, am I? I mean, my guy's barely even thirty right now. Right. So, right. I can I can I give you what I would do? 
I would go back and beg sure. Patty to come back for a couple of years. What does it take? <laughs> that's the pol- that, that's the political way of, of of saying of answering that question. But I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. A lot, a lot of people wanted Stoops. You know, a lot of people asked Stoops too. You know, this last year, but Venables was the right pick. I think. I mean, we'll find out sooner or later. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I I, I hate to lose Rocha. That's all. No, I don't think you have to worry. Of Here, here's and I understand. And true, I appreciate your phone call. All right, Matthew. Putting me in those tough situations here on a Tuesday. Come on, dude. Well, Oklahoma is going to attract the top assistant coaching talent right now because guess what? The way Oklahoma's going, the way this machine is operating, it's going to position you best to get to get a head coaching job. So I'm, I'm not worried about Oklahoma no. replacing assistant coaches. No, but I, I would also add – if and when Patty Gasso retires, everyone's going to want this job. This is this is the biggest job in college softball. Period. Period. And you add the success they've had, the facility they're getting, the commitment to it, the fan base. The World Series being in Oklahoma City. The World Series being in <laughs> Oklahoma City. Just kidding, everyone. <laughs> so yeah, I don't can I I don't like to think about it because to me when 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 Patty walks away, I'm I'm probably done. <laughs> Just she's awesome. Everything about her is amazing. And I don't I don't think you could go wrong with anyone on staff. I mean JT, Jen Rocha, Kristen Zaleski, I think they'd all be great. Um Sid Romero. It's just you start thinking about the future, and to me, I don't think Coach Gasso is looking at retirement anytime soon. I I hope that's the case. I I know this much. I think in some of the conversations that we've had, there is a certain sense of interest in seeing how much fun Bob Stoops is having in retirement and seeing uh, Sherry Cole seemingly enjoying retirement and knowing that you have your third and fourth grandbaby on the way this summer. You know, I, I would imagine that factors in. Oh, there's pool. Yeah, there's there's pool there. You know, the difference, though, is with, with all due respect to Coach Stoops and to Coach Cole – they didn't really step away with this thing rolling like Nick Saban had Alabama rolling, and that's where Patty Gasso has Oklahoma softball at. I mean, it is on Carew's control right now. There was a part of me whenever I uh, had first started that I thought, man, I wonder if I wonder if Coach would want to coach after this 2016 class graduated. And then all of a sudden, this 2021 class came in. Then all of a sudden, Jordy Ball came in. So – She's bringing in the best talent. She's, she seems like she's having a blast. I'm all in, man. I, and, I, and I think she is, too, for a while. I definitely think she wants to coach until Love's Field opens up. That's for certain. Quick break. It's Plank Show. Your call's hanging there, Bill. Next. Let's get Bill in here to help us wrap hour two. Josh, what do you say? I'm all about it. What's up, Bill? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what is the status on Jordy Ball if they had to have her? She can pitch. You think she's uh, will be able to pitch? I think so. I don't have much more to say. This is, let me be real clear here. This is kind of my opinion, um, but based on what I was watching and based on kind of the buzz I'm hearing, is this was always the timeline 
for her to potentially be back. And, you know, now you have someone who is recovering from what was a pretty significant injury who has put herself in position to where she may she may be ready to go as early as Thursday. That's my opinion, Bill. Well, do you think we'll see her Thursday, or will they hold her to one of the tougher opponents coming no, out? No, no, I, I don't think if, – if Jordy Ball can pitch, Jordy Ball's going to pitch. But I also – you know, it was interesting because Nicole May was really good in the Super Regionals last year and struggled in the World Series. And, you know, Hope Troutwine was really, really good on Saturday or Friday. I think if it's me, if Jordy Ball can go, I think she starts on Thursday. But I wouldn't be surprised if Hope Troutwine pitches to start this World Series. That's what I was thinking. Because who would they play? Who's their next opponent if they get by? Who do they play Thursday? UCLA or Texas? Well, they play Northwestern on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. No- right. Northwestern on Thursday, win that, and then UCLA or Texas, the winner there would be next. If they if, if OU wins. Uh, did Patty get one of the best left-handers in the country to come in to OU? Did Teddy get one of the best left-handers? Patty. Oh, I, yeah, yes, yes, she did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, Teddy? What did Teddy have to do with this? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm out of, I'll talk about it a little bit at the Thanks, top of Bill. next hour. See you, buddy. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Teddy, I was like, Teddy Lehman's out there recruiting? Dylan Gabriel is pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, Oklahoma <laughs> softball. Pretty good. Want to be a part of it. You got to come here. All right, top five stories today is next.